Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know me, Jordan. I love to go to the movies. Yeah, you're a you're a film buff. You call them flicks, though. I love. You're not one of those pretentious. Godard heads. You like yeah. flicks. I love all kinds of films from the usual suspects to boondock saints. <laughs> Just the whole breadth. Every kind of movie I love. So you love you love dorm movies from the mid 2000s. So we're talking Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Donnie Darko, The Big Lebowski, <laughs> The Dude Abides. Can I just say, Jordan, The Big Lebowski is just like doing his thing. It's so random. This guy, <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? He's random. Can I tell you this about The Big Lebowski, Jordan? Hmm. Sometimes I'm like, I'm kind of like The Big Lebowski. You are. Because I'm kind of soiled and I'm high most of the time, but everyone loves me, I think. Mm-hmm. It's true. Because I'm so cool and charming, just like the real Big Lebowski from the movie The Big Lebowski. And people who are fun but not funny love to dress up as you for Halloween. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. They're not funny. They're a lot of fun, though. I went to the movies last night, and I'll okay. tell you why. It's because my 11-year-old human child, Grace, mm-hmm. is a child of let's say distinctive interests. Okay. This is a child who she'll lock on and won't let go. And once the train has left the station, there's no stopping it. No matter how hard I pump up and down on that thing that two guys pump up and down on to make it a little cart go down the track. You know, the kind of thing I'm talking about. Stop trains. Is that the purpose of that thing? (laughs) Well, I could try and catch the train. I thought it was to move hobos from place to place. (laughs) No, I think it's to catch a train. Okay. If your daughter is a train and you're trying to catch the train to stop it. Jesse, I have lost track of your metaphor. Continue. (laughs) Jordan, don't worry. There was no coherent metaphor to track. It was just a series of words. And what, what else is a podcast? She, about a year ago, became obsessed with an internet trailer, Mm -hmm. film trailer, for a movie called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yes. Have you heard about this I I have. From what I understand, Winnie the Pooh is now in the public domain, so you can do any fucked up edgelord shit you want to with that famous honey-loving bear. So, I guess the first you know, folks to capitalize on this are a, are these folks who made this kind of low budget horror movie where Winnie the Pooh fucks shit up, I guess. I don't really remember the trailer. Is it a human centipede thing with Eeyore? Is he, does he have his (laughs) mouth sewn to Eeyore's ass and is subsisting (laughs) off his shit? (laughs) I mean, I'm confusing my viral horror trailers, but to be fair, like when you're talking about sentient stuffed animals, Mm -hmm. Sewing mouths to assholes is dramatically less inhumane than it is with human beings. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not still gross. It's just way less gross to do that with something that is sewn fundamentally right? rather than built of flesh. Sure. Pooh knows what it's like to get sewn. That guy gets sewn on the reg. You know, <laughs> Who actually, among us? Our guests are, our guests are raising nodding their hands. enthusiastically, raising their hands and 
typing contributions into the chat desperately right now. Let's bring him in. We got three nasty shit eaters here with us today <laughs> who I know are going to want to weigh in on this. Please welcome the number one, two, and three turd nomers. <laughs> Wait, in which order? In which order? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this week's power rankings. Let me load up ESPN.com. <laughs> Wait, is that on ESPN or ESPN Deportes? I can't remember which one it is. The shit eater, the nasty shit nomer rankings. Okay, they're the co-hosts of my brother, my brother, and me. No, it's J- Joey Chestnut is number one. <laughs> Always. And then... He dunks them in water. He dunks the turds in a little glass of water. Number two is Zion Williamson, the basketball star. Pick the right crowd for that reference, Jesse New. Yeah, thank you. The, the, that was a home run? The co-hosts of My Brother, My Brother and Me and The Adventure Zone and the authors of the brand new graphic novel, The Adventure Zone, The Eleventh Hour. They are number one New York Times bestsellers and number one, two, and three New York Times shit eaters, Griffin, Justice, and Justin and Travis McElroy. You know what? I'm punching it up here, Justin. Your yeah. new name's Justice and Travis McElroy. Thank you very much. Hi. It's a hand cart. It's called a hand cart that you Thank pump. You. The t- it's a hand cart. The hand cart is insufficiently grand for such a beautiful device. I have nothing else to contribute to the show, though. So I'm just going to bow Yeah, you can out punch now. out. That was good. Yeah. It's good, man. <laughs> Travis McElroy, everybody. Thanks for coming on the program, Travis McElroy. <laughs> Travis is leaning back with his hands behind his head. He's ready. He's ready for rest and relaxation. Ready to get that tummy tickled is what he is. <laughs> Made himself vulnerable. Who style? Who style? <laughs> Wait, so Jesse, do you have a do you have a review of Winnie the Pooh? Blood and yeah. honey ready for us? Well, first of all, my the first component of my review is, did I want to go see this movie? Absolutely not. Like no. 100% no is the amount. Scary. First of all, potentially scary. Second yeah. of all, potentially boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, third of all, potentially I could get COVID. Fourth of all. From the movie? Yeah. It's that rough a ride. That's how twisted. That's how twisted this shit is. It, this shit whoa. is really twisted, Travis, just so you know. <laughs> Jesse also went to the 4D experience where they shoot, they spray honey scent and COVID out of the back of the chair in front of you. It's like an old Vincent Price movie where they tingled right? the seats when the monster appeared. Yeah, it's in sense around. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the first component of my review, Jordan, is that going to this movie was not something I wanted to do. But I went on a popular movie ticket buying website. I won't say the name, but it rhymes with Schmandango and bought myself and my 11 year old tickets to this R-rated horror movie. It it came with your printed out dad of the year award, presumably. (laughs) Exactly. At the movie theater in Alhambra, California, like like that movie theater in Alhambra, California has a vaguely abandoned vibe. It's one of the many megaplexes in the United States that no one goes to anymore. Went there, got some popcorn, got some Sour Patch watermelons. Is it in that mall that has the Japanese cheesecakes? Uh, That seems likely. I couldn't tell you that 100% for sure, okay, but... Anyway, there's some Japanese cheesecakes I like in Alhambra, and I think they're connected to a deserted mall. Anyway, this isn't interesting to talk about. Continue <laughs> to talk about the movie. So, I mean, it's more interesting than the movie. Let's yeah, be frank. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> neck and neck. 
I'm, I'm actually kind of, t- I kind of see this sliding doors moment ahead of me where I hear more about uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, or more about Japanese cheesecakes. I got to tell you, it's a horse race, gang. No, it, no, it's- no, no. Jesse's building. Okay, I'll talk a little bit about him. His name is Uncle Tetsu. He makes Japanese cheesecakes. I'm going to put their website in the chat so you can see this cheesecake making little fucker. Is Uncle Tetsu a man or Whoa. an idea? Like, is he like no, he's uh, a man. beard Look. papa? Uh, he's kind of a Beard Papa-like figure. Beard Papa, of course, is the cream puff, uh, yeah. the cream puff chain. Oh, anyway, man, this look looks good. so good. This looks good. This looks You're good, in Alhambra. Though. You visit my boy, Uncle Tetsu. He makes cheesecake biscotti? Yeah. Uncle it's Tetsu so is a real guy, and I want to be his friend. I'm looking at a picture. There is both an abstract version of him and a real life. And I'm looking at the real life version of him showing off one of his famous cheesecakes and Mm -hmm. wearing a sweatshirt of himself. And I want to hug him immediately. That was my immediate reaction was to want to hug him. He's a man and an idea. He he's unkillable. You can't (laughs) stop him. Right. A man, an idea, unkillable Panama. (laughs) So yes, so the cheesecakes are good. The movie maybe doesn't sound like it was, Jesse. Well, here's the thing. If you were going to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey in a movie theater, and it's in a special limited engagement, my question to the four of you is- It's weird that you refer to parenting as that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, For me, it's like a lifelong commitment, not a- <laughs> No, man. Parenting, it's just, it's just about a month, and then it goes right to VOD. <laughs> <laughs> You can buy it on Amazon for four bucks. I watched it on Tubi with ads. What would you want out of that experience? Like, what kind of experience would you desire from going to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Uh, me, personally, I would hope that it would be a uh, schlocky, a little bit like a, a Trolls horror kind of experience where it's kind of funny. Right. Yeah. And it's like fun to watch and you're kind of laughing out loud at the poorly made nature of it. I okay. would be pleased to have surprisingly moving depictions of lovemaking. That would be <laughs> yeah. okay. that, not just sex for sex's sake. Right. Mm. Right. Touching. It endearing. pushes the story. It builds yeah, character. Narrative. narrative. Narrative fucking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> If I'm there with my oldest child, I would want a big garbage can that's sound insulated that I can place over him for the duration of the movie uh, or else he will have nightmares forever. I I do yeah. I do believe. He got a little freaked out during Sing 2, so I do think that Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey would rattle his chains a bit. There's some scary parts of Sing 2, yeah. just for yeah, the record. Is. Yeah, man. yeah. It felt like a little bit of a bait and switch after Sing One, which wasn't Mm. so much of a... Yeah, my daughter, I would say she physically vibrated the entire time, Mm. but she is much less long-term upset about scary stuff than I am. Mm. Like, I am able as a... You know, I'm an adult man. I'm able to kind of distance myself from what's happening on the screen reasonably well, but like, I don't enjoy a horror thing and i could theoretically be like actually upset by a horror thing whereas for whatever reason my 11 year old who again shakes like an elm tree the entire time she's watching it 
is completely unbothered by it and wants to talk about it enthusiastically and cheerfully in abstract terms immediately upon. Is the shaking and an excitement shaking, a fear shaking? What kind of shaking is the shaking? She, is she cold? <laughs> yeah. Like, What's well, I don't let her wear a jacket in the movie theater. Uh, or a, right. Yeah. I just give her a tank top and tell her to deal with it. Otherwise, nobody could see the tattoos. Exactly. <laughs> Daddy paid for this ink and everybody's going to see it. <laughs> I think she like, she is looking for, she really likes the intensity of the experience. If I was mm. going to describe like for her, that is, and there are times like when she doesn't want that and she's really great about just being like, well, I'm done and feeling fine with that. But like, I think she wants the intensity. And so the excitement and the scared, like it's not an abstract scared. She doesn't ever feel like. Like, I don't ever get the impression that she's going to, like, be thinking about whether Winnie the Pooh is going to break in through her bedroom door that night or something. It's just... She knows Daddy has a gun. So yeah. it's yeah. totally cool. <laughs> don't you worry about it. Daddy's strapped. Yeah. Good guys with guns stop bad Winnie the Poohs. Am I right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's my platform. <laughs> the only thing that stops a bad poo with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Imodium is the only thing that stops a bad poo. But... <laughs> I like that. A Jesse, good guy gross. with modium. Sorry. Sorry. How many pictures of Winnie the Pooh holding a gun unrelated to the film do you think would show up just in a cursory Google search? <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> that's a great question, Griffin. A computer breaking amount. Probably a lot. It sounds like one you're prepared to answer. I'm not going to lie here. Well, where does he, here's the problem with Winnie the Pooh being a, a licensed firearm user is where does he, he just has to hold it. He has the right to bear arms. There Travis, go. God damn it. Thanks, Come Travis. On, man. Some of us are trying to get things done, man. <laughs> Some of us were working really hard on a joke about how Pooh Bear doesn't wear pants, and so there's nowhere for him to conceal carry. And But then you came in over the top. Over, I was dunking. I was MJ. But then I look up, and you're Dikembe Mutombo over me. Mm-hmm. Zion Williamson, in conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter just thinks it, first of all, Griffin ate, and I look forward to finding out the answer. Yeah, my daughter is not, is she's excited and scared, but not excited and scared, if it makes sense. And I, too, Travis, kind of thought this would be, I thought it would be kind of goofy. Yeah. <laughs> like a Sharknado kind yes, of thing. Yes, yes. And Sharknado is but not, it, hold on, how did you pronounce that? Sharknado? I've been saying Sharknado. <laughs> oh, yeah. whole Let's time. call the whole thing off. I've only seen it written, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe it, it first appeared in Wuthering Heights was the first yeah. time I read it. A lot of people don't know that Jordan is actually Australian. He just does an American accent on most of his podcasts. That's right, I do. <laughs> I'm, this is how I talk. Very Amish. He's an Amish Australian. That's right. Just a boy from Pennsylvania raising a barn. That's right. Had a head trauma. <laughs> Lots of consonants. That's right. Love to say a consonant. I have to say that is what I expected. And my daughter loves that kind of thing. She does very odd lines between good for good sake, good for bad sake, et cetera, et cetera. I'm never sure in what manner she's appreciating something like that. But she loves those Sharknados, which, you know, they have their moments, but I mostly find that kind of like being bad on purpose to be tedious. And I sort of expected that from Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Mm. 
it turns out Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey is well acted and relentlessly bleak. Just <laughs> devastatingly, gut punchingly bleak. And it is just directed by Todd Phillips, right? Todd Phillips directed. Yeah. <laughs> it's about man, by the time Winnie the Pooh chokes that one woman to death with menstrual blood, it is Good really God almighty. Does yeah. that happen? No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. Oh. That's in the Todd Phillips version. Oh. <laughs> Release the Phillips cut. Release the Phillips cut. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I know the three of you number two munchers all have kids. I have no kids. Gotta get a son. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> do you guys ever have to do like you not have a Jordan, do you not do you not have a I mean I know that you've I'm been working on oh, okay. it. He's working on it, folks. I'm working on it. He's working on getting a That's son. my catchphrase. I'm mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> This seems like more of a catch bit at this point. Yeah. This seems like a catch a catch sequence of, yeah, of right. patter. Maybe yeah. a new response to that would be, I'm coming as much as I can. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually that, I can't make cum that fast. <laughs> I can't make the cum that fast. <laughs> Here in Pennsylvania. Mate. Fuck. I said mate. <laughs> so. Yeah. Do y'all ever have to, for the sake of your kids, ingest some like pop culture that you wouldn't necessarily like? No, otherwise? Jordan. No. Wow. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nah, yeah, dog. sorry. This is this this was a bad road to go down. <sighs> there are so many weird like there is probably what you're thinking of, Jordan, which is like cartoons and like movies and stuff, for sure. There is also YouTube rabbit hole things. Mm. But Jordan, I tell you, worse than that, my daughter somehow stumbled upon clips from the emoji movie on YouTube. Oh. And she's like, I want to watch the emoji movie. <laughs> and I've had to tell her, I said, quote, the emoji movie will not dirty our TVs. And that wow. was, you put was your fucking foot I down. I say, you can watch it on your iPad or you can turn it on and I'll <laughs> leave the room. Those are your two options. Not daddy's flat screen, though. Travis, let me ask you this. Don't you think Justin Timberlake is pretty darn funny? The guy can sing, but he's yeah. also pretty funny. Now, are you talking about trolls? Because I like trolls. Yeah, we're so in that franchise. Your next we're in those. Very I enjoy Sorry. that one. The Emoji Movie, if I'm not mistaken. TJ, what? Yeah, yeah TJ Miller. And I'm yep. fine, uh, just not. Hollywood heartthrob. TJ Miller <laughs> and uh, 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 Patrick Stewart as yeah. a talking poop. Yeah, oh, um, that's fun casting. Yeah, it's great. It's actually perfect for him. It's like he did mo, <laughs> he did mocap for it, uh, which I, I, <laughs> yeah. no one asked him to. Yeah, it was weird. Just showed up in his own polka dot suit. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit here and lie to you all about who consumes what media in this house, but some nights after the kids go to bed, I like to pour myself a nice glass of cab and turn on Blippy. And just enjoy it. Just have a lot of personal time for me to get to know my friend Blippi a little bit better. Just mute it so you just enjoyed the visuals. Yeah. My daughter, Charlie, is eight. And the stuff she watches on YouTube is indecipherable. She was sick, homesick yesterday. And so I sat with her for a while. And it's just these families having more fun than ours. That's the genre. It's like, and not just having more fun like, hey, today we're going to a music park. No, more like today we're going to a amusement park and we they said we could eat one of the rides. So if we can't eat it in 20 minutes, then we all have to paint ourselves pink. 
<laughs> yeah. It's a kind of family fun cuckery. Yeah, yes. I don't know how people, I think there's a lot of like shipping on here of like kids who are friends and then they're like, everybody's shipping us. And that's, they have couple names for the kids. It sucks. It's all really, really bad. I don't know how people get into these scenarios where they suddenly find themselves filming everything their family is doing and then only eating pink. On a given day for for YouTube. I mean, we do one of yeah, we do one say, of those. Besides the second half, it's not that far <laughs> off from our life, my dude. What colors do you guys eat? Yeah, I eat- only blue because I'm a boy. <laughs> yeah, man. boys eat blue, girls eat pink. Travis just had his gender eat reveal party. <laughs> I have had you numerous times say to my daughter, my eldest BB, say. Real families don't inflate a bouncy castle in their living room and have a slumber party in it. They're not doing that either, hun. The lights are still on. They're filming it. They're not sleeping for real in it, child. Yeah. I saw Harry watch a video where one of the Mr. Beast guys destroyed another one of the Mr. Beast guys' house with, like, chemical foam. Elephant toothpaste. Like, elephant elephant toothpaste. toothpaste. And then he looked at me like, that looks fun. Let's do that. And I was like, destroy our house with chemical foam? Yeah. That's a bad thing to what do. What about we go to the science museum? Yeah. yeah. There is a genre, and I have also seen the YouTube personality, Mr. Beast. I've worked very, very hard, much harder than I have worked to get my 11-year-old to avoid horror films. I have worked to try and extricate my 11 and 8-year-olds from the Mr. beast diverse. And Mr. Beast is a man who goes on YouTube, who has, to my eyes, and granted, I am a generation removed from Mr. Beast, but to my eyes, no discernible talent or skills. And he spends huge amounts of money and is the most popular entertainer in the world. Wait, hold on. Sorry, did Winnie the Pooh just walk in? Because there have been shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) But like truly his his great gift is to spend a hundred thousand dollars in an interesting way. Yeah. And sure. he just runs around with his indistinguishable friends. Now, granted, are we currently in a group of five indistinguishable generic white men? Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes. But some of us have beards. Now hold on. Jesse's tall. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Hey, uh, are you guys Okay with me asking you down the middle interview questions while we eat hot wings? (laughs) Jordan, it sounds like you're the greatest interviewer of all time. Someone should email me about you. You're discounting the time he made, he recreated Squid Games. Yeah. Yeah, that's. What about the time he recreated Squid Games? I don't think I saw the time he recreated Squid Games. No, 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 no. Hot, not Hot Wings, guy, Mr. Beast. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Beast. The one that I saw recently, he bought everything in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Bought all the stuff in a grocery store. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just looking at these employees Wait, trying to seem happy. Even the sausage? Yeah, even the sausage, <laughs> <Whoa>! Jordan. <laughs> and Jordan. Whoa! Not just the Italian, also the linguica. Huh? Whoa! <laughs> Oh, man. This dude sounds fucking bananas. Can I tell you this about Jordan? How'd he do that? Number one, yes, he did buy the bananas. Number two, this guy, this guy's fucking twisted. Yeah. Cool. What it is, is it's basically real life Brewster's Millions. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and then people keep giving him more money. Right. He's Brewstering. And he's like, I just want out of the game. I'm trying so hard to send all this money. I'm just going to give it to a guy. Wow, we love that. Here's twice as much as you just gave to that guy. Shit. And it's hard because he's also, he's does the actions that remove him from any cat video before last. It was, I, I, this is not a joke. I cured 1,000 people's blindness. And, and yeah, right? So, Okay, he probably didn't. He didn't, but he no, paid he, for 1000 He went to blind college for blindness curing. That cost a million dollars. Paid for 1,000 cataract surgeries across the globe. Yeah. What do you say about that? It doesn't matter if he has talent or not. He's just curing cataracts across the planet. He's, he's unstoppable. My favorite version, and I say that with no irony to it whatsoever, no, no snark, is these videos of what appeared to be like attractive groups of like young 20 somethings who go on extravagant vacations and like film it and like handheld cameras just going, whoa, and look at this. Whoa, that's the greatest shower I've ever seen. Whoa, look at this bed and it's underwater and like that kind of thing. And BB loves it. And frankly, fellas, so do I. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like there with them. Fun. Yeah, yeah, my, sure. my six year old is living vicariously through them and so am I. I have a favorite influencer. I'm going to put a video in the chat of uh, Uncle Tetsu cliff diving. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was on Judge John Hodgman tour in Denver, Colorado. Got to see our friend David Borey. Got to go to a cool museum that is a combination of an incredible decorative arts collection and a pretty poor collection of Colorado art. I thought you were going to say a museum that was a combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> This museum does not at any point explain why these two things are in the same museum. One assumes that an eccentric rich man built the museum, but there's nothing, there's no information about that in the whole museum, but extraordinary collection of decorative art. And I needed a haircut because since the pandemic, I've been cutting my own hair. But when you have hair as short as mine, after about a week, it starts to look weird and sad. Like it's poking out in a sad, unkempt way. And so I just Googled barbershops near my hotel. Jesse, that's a great first step. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jordan. It's usually what I do. I didn't know there was another way of going about that. The journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Mm -hmm. You could check Dad Yelp, by the way. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Go check dadyelp.com. Right. If anybody wants to get that started, by the way, Justin owns that URL. Hit us up. We're trying to make some money off the URLs that Justin owns. To, uh, yep. Just get us back on our feet. So if you could help <laughs> yeah. us out, that'd be good. Dadyelp.com. It's available for you. Dadyelp.com. Do you need night crawlers or slacks? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place to find either, but nothing else. I went to a, a barbershop that was like the nearest one to my hotel that mm -hmm. was open at 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning, which was when I had a minute before going to get our airplane or whatever. And it was a very unmarked barbershop on a the kind of downtown street that also has, you know, like a, a warehouse that's shipping out some kind of toy that contains a chip that's used to make cocaine or something. You know what I mean? Sure. sure. Absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> like a just a like a weird generic shadiness street. And I went in there. It was completely taciturn barber. 
and a giant overweight Rottweiler who immediately jumped on me. She was very sweet. I was very glad to be, but in a strange place, being jumped on by a giant Rottweiler is not always the first thing you want. But I'm like, you know what? Here I am. I just need a high fade. You know what I mean? This is a barbershop. He's going to cut a fade and I'm going to look more like Bull from Night Court in my live shows. I sit down in the chair, this taciturn, non-speaking man who looks a little bit like a less ripped DMX. Okay. But like the rough living version of DMX, the one that didn't know how to use the internet. And still pretty ripped. Yeah, he was. (laughs) That's true. He remained ripped. And he turns on, you know, in a barbershop, there's usually a giant TV that's usually showing ESPN or whatever. He turns it on and he doesn't like change anything. He just turns it on and it's showing YouTube like in the cinema view, but not in full screen mode. Like you still see the borders. You can still see the recommended videos. Yes, completely. A hundred percent. And it is a guy again. I don't mean to come down too hard on this guy because I'm untalented, but with no discernible talent doing tours of apartments in New York city. Oh yeah. And not Mm. like architectural tours or like design tours. It's not like look at what they've done with the color story in the living room or something. It's just pretty generic luxury apart. Like in New York, these are probably $1.5 million apartments, but they're the kind of apartment that in a normal place would be just a, you could buy it for 300 grand in the downtown walkable area of Nashville or something. It's like not notable in any other way. Just him wandering around with the real estate agent in like selfie stick mode. And the real estate agent is like trying to figure out how much of a YouTube personality he wants to be live on air with this random guy with a backwards base. Oh, he was wearing a backwards baseball hat also. Okay. Which is always a sign of a of a cool slash chill dude. You know, if you're the if you're the realtor and you're like, yeah, I, I'm I'm having a rough month, haven't made haven't closed a lot. This one's like 1.5 million. It will say, oh, this guy has a phone on a selfie stick. Yeah, fuck, he's not. He's yeah. not gonna yeah. buy this. <laughs> yeah, this guy can't afford a different guy to follow him around. <laughs> he's not gonna buy this apartment. Shit. So I understand the universal appeal of having the clips from last night's Broncos game on the TV. Sure. But let's say you're in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. You're in a dilapidated barber shop on uh-huh. a shady street. You're Just looking for love. Grudgingly cutting someone's hair. Grudgingly is the best I could use to describe this man. What leads you to take a look at the panoply of information available to you? And think like, I got to put this guy who's definitely a Yankees fan wearing a cotton backwards baseball hat and saying bro a lot on my TV, giving a generic apartment tour of an apartment in New York. I'm imagining a scenario where a stranger walks into my house Uh and sits down on my couch Mm -hmm. and says, just dazzle me. Uh-huh. The amount that I'm going to have to guess about this person, just based on, you know, vibe check, essentially, 
I don't think that this is the worst swing someone could have taken. Obviously not appealing to you. It sounds like you did not enjoy this experience at all, but you know, there's worse things that someone could assume you would enjoy watching. Are you suggesting that this guy looked at me and was like, uh, I don't know, what do outsider white guys like? Probably real estate prank videos, cotton baseball hats backwards. Yeah. What's the number? Okay. What's the number one? You know, nothing. 10 people walk into a room, 10 strangers walk into a room. You have all of like YouTube or TV movies, whatever. 10 strangers walk into a room. You have 30 seconds to get something on the TV. What's the pull? From YouTube? No, it could be great question. TV, movies, or YouTube. It's Mythbusters. people walk into a room. Our contention has been Mythbusters. Yeah. Just like from like a across the board, like, oh, yeah. (laughs) This will appeal on some level of interest to you. And I think there's an element of like, what do you not need sound for a little bit too, right? Like, is it right? How much attention are people paying to this? They show Mythbuster marathons on days when you're going to be in a room with your grandpa. Yeah, like they right. do it on like, it's like, hey, we're we're here for you. Just push these yeah. buttons and Mythbusters will come on. You and your grandpa can silently nod. And just be like, that's a hell of an explosion. Or I didn't think that would work. <laughs> or I did think that would work. You know, whatever. Mythbusters. The beautiful thing to me, Jesse, is your experience of sitting down and expecting sports to come on the TV and it was tours of fancy apartments is the inverse to my experience of that happening <laughs> where I'm like, Ooh, fancy apartments. Yes, please. <laughs> I was afraid it would be tall men bouncing a ball up and down, but here we are. Crown molding. Heavens. Ah, excellent. I could never <laughs> afford this. Excellent. Heavens. Those sconces. Ah, look at the view of the bridge. I really want to be clear about what I was watching in here because I think we're getting into uh better homes and gardens kind of territory. What I was watching was, hey, what's up? It's me, Frank. We're going to take a look at some apartments in New York City. And then there's a part where he goes around a name. He's like, Times Square, Midtown, there's luxury cars. Oh, look, over here, there's an Applebee's. Oh, yeah, here's a policeman standing on the street. Jesse, I don't want to panic you. This is the most engaging I have found you in years. You have found found it. This energy. Cling on to it. Hold on. I'm can I say sell it. Get rich. On some level, that's maybe the most engaged you've felt in a long time. I watched you light up, Jesse. I could watch you lighting up up like a pinball machine. You were using parts of your body I've never seen you utilize before. It was amazing. Justin, can I answer your question about what I would throw on the TV? Please. Okay. Think about it for two seconds before you react. Okay. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Mm. Yes. You're shaking your heads no, but I think you mean yes. What do grandpas think about that, though? Because we really have to include grandpas in this equation. Grandmas and grandpas grandpas think it's a Christmas movie, so they're not going to complain about it. Right. Because they want to be a good sport. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I guess we got to. On Christ's behalf? I think you have a window of time from September 1st to December 31st, where that is a great answer. Yeah, sure. You Right. Halloween and Christmas. If it's June and you put a nightmare before Christmas, there are people who are like, huh. Well, where are we? Well, I, huh. Okay. I guess. It's possible, Travis, that it is a good choice. And this is something I'm thinking about here, Jordan. Yeah. 
it's obviously it's a good choice for you know cozy goths yeah but i'm wondering if those are the only people i invite over yeah (laughs) don't invite them in jordan you never know when one of them's a Dracula. <laughs> oh, fuck, yes. <laughs> well, that's why I have a mirror outside the door. And if they don't oh, appear in the mirror, then I shut the door. If they don't have black fingernails and Disney pins, Jordan's yeah. not on board. If I have 10 strangers in my home, I have way bigger fish to fry than what <laughs> I'm going to put on TV to entertain them. Something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. That's the wrong. Uh, next M. Night Shyamalan movie, 10 Strangers in My Home. 10 Strangers in My If that, if there are, I'm going to say three strangers in my home, I'm already in the panic room. I'm already pretty sealed up. So you're saying basically, Griffin, that if more than three people are in your house that you don't know, they'd better be bailing. They better be. Can we do a quick background check? Not, you know, looking into people's... Oh, okay. That's what I thought you meant. I was like, on the people in my home? I didn't know any other definition. No. So Griffin and Justin both have the ability to throw up backgrounds on their Zoom. I guess we probably all do, but... Yeah, Justin and I, we only have this sort of like technical savvy. We're, we were sort of game bloggers for a while, and it just comes with the territory of just being good at cyber stuff. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> your skill with cyber stuff shines through. I'm envious yeah. of your cyber skills. Honestly, I'm honored I'm honored to work with such extraordinary vloggers. Now, now hold on. Speaking <laughs> of cyber stuff, Justin has had an image of Winnie the Pooh <laughs> holding a shotgun up for a while, but he just threw a tiny corgi up at the bottom, it looks like, a little clip art. <laughs> The part Corgi. Corgi's is it snorting or sniffing a flower or expelling some butterflies? Oh, Justin just changed it to him going, huh? huh? So this image of Winnie the Pooh that you threw up. Now you have the deal with it, Shades. Very How good. How do you do that? It's hard. Yeah. It's, yeah it's I can't hard turn to them a off. running commentary. No. Of, <laughs> oh, no. Various, no something of a visual gag. Zoom accoutrement. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life now. I'm always dealing with it. <laughs> this little joint is going to fall into my mouth and never come out. <laughs> I just want to see my children's faces. <laughs> I can't. The deal with it, Shades. This photo of Winnie the Pooh holding a shotgun that you put up. I should say photo. It's a drawing. This appears to be from an actual Winnie the Pooh thing. It seems like it's too good to be fan art. Do you know anything about this? Is he looking for heffalumps and woozles, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, to fucking blast them. Yeah, I just Google image search Winnie the Pooh with a gun and got myself on a Griffin, few lists. This is an audio show and you're dis- you're disrupting the program. It's not my it's not my audio show. <laughs> I am disturbed by Winnie the Pooh's nubbin. Oh, there, I said it. Mine has yeah. okay, my picture had a sexy Winnie the Pooh on it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Griffin has a ultra ripped Winnie the Pooh in, in his background, and he has had that in the background for quite some time. It's been very distracting, very difficult to do a show for people who are listening. Yeah. And then just as his siblings started to get a little more attention than he was getting, he zoomed in on the area where this muscular Winnie the Pooh would have. I can kind of go in there too. The way that the green, like the photo is like blocking out my mic. I can kind of like hide in his little, in his, in his little tuck. And that's fine. (laughs) There is a nub in there. There's not, he doesn't have what he should have, which is a bear's penis. Yeah. (laughs) I think we've all seen Winnie the Pooh and thought he should have a bear's penis. But instead, he has a Ken-like nubbin between his muscular thighs. And Griffin here is using his, I think that's a Shure SM7. Is that correct, Griffin? The workhorse. 
Yeah, the classic broadcast microphone. As used by the Excellence in Broadcasting Network, as we all remember, yeah. it was Rush, Rush's <laughs> mic of choice. Yeah. R.I.P., R.I.P., we, we R. stand. R.I.P., R.I.P., we, we stand have- an unproblematic king. Live from the EIB studios, it's Griffin's microphone. Muscular Winnie the Pooh, here to tell us about feminazis. I just wanted to, can I circle back to the fact that Winnie the Pooh is... Sexy. Inherently pantsless all the time. <laughs> right. So you're suggesting I've put some sort of perverse thing on there and hey, where's his dick? When really they we've had the answer to that yeah, the yeah. whole we've had all the clues. Griffin, let me ask you. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Police, you gave me all the clues, <laughs> R.E. Winnie the Pooh's dick. I have a quick follow-up question for you though, Griffin, mm-hmm. because I do accept your premise. Winnie the Pooh is pantsless all the right. time. So it's not unusual that he's pantsless in this super muscular picture, but I guess my question for you is, where's Winnie the Pooh's dick? Mm. He is mm-hmm. He a, should have a bear's dick there. Sees a, so if you'll notice, there's other parts of his sort of like physiology that is also not like a real bear's. Yeah. He's a poo. He has he's no a teeth. Poo. Yeah. I think that's it. He wears a shirt. That's sort of my big clues. He's a stuffed bear. And I think that that is why when he is uh, a, a little rounder. We're fine with that. He's a stuffed bear. Now, what Griffin has here appears to be a six foot seven Adonis of a bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's not a stuffed bear at all. That is, that's a full grown right. man bear, right? And I think that that, now, not the fingers though. No, I'm looking at the fingers. He has a delicate pianist's fingers. <laughs> that's true. I put it away so we could focus on the content. Thank you. Now Thanks, we can Griffin. start recording. Guys, let's take a quick break. We'll be hey, back in just a second. On. Hey, Jesse, oh, yeah. are you looking for Winnie the Pooh's dick? I am, yeah. <laughs> Check Eeyore's mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Those dudes love to fuck. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. The 69-acre wood, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow. What do you mean? The 12-inch wood? Which one's better? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Max Fun Drive right around the corner, Jordan, and we we do have something extraordinary coming. It's true. It's beautiful. Preparing it was both pleasure and ordeal. Yeah. We hope you're going to like it. It was exciting. We put so much more work into this than we've put into anything else we've ever done. <laughs> In our lives. Even when you had to write a hundred jokes a day for At Midnight, this was more work. This was a very fun project, a labor of love, and we're excited to share it with the Max Fun audience around Max so Fun cool. Drive Time. We've involved some of our favorite people. Some of your favorite people are going to be joining us on this, let's call it an odyssey. Are you okay calling it an odyssey? It's an extraordinary, I mean, it's only an odyssey in the sense that we go there and back again, passing through various trials and travails and ultimately kind of coming into ourselves. So consider yourself teased. You've been teased. We have something very special coming this year for donors at the Max Fund Drive, MaximumFund.org slash join. In addition to all the cool stuff you get when you donate or upgrade, you're going to get these cool bonuses that we'll tell you about a little bit later. We're also supported this week 
by the good folks at Wild Grain. Jordan, when I have visitors at my home, which I often had, I had a lot, I've had a lot of in-laws at my house lately. Mm-hmm. I like to make a nice little meal for everyone. I'm not a world-class chef. I'm not serving any foams, but I do like to have a nice, a main and a couple of sides. It's beautiful. It shows that you care. I love to show that I care. And sometimes I'm like, I realize that I have come up with a really nice main and a really nice veg or something, but it needs a little something extra. And then I remember, oh, I have wild grain in the freezer. I can just throw it in the oven, 20, 25 minutes. I have a beautiful loaf of bread. I have a beautiful chocolate croissants. I have my favorite dish usually is I'll serve fettuccine Alfredo with uh, chocolate croissants on the side. (laughs) So decadent. I'll make a nice loaf of sourdough bread right out of the freezer. And it really, it brings the whole thing together. It is a joy to have it in your freezer waiting for you. Yeah. Wild Grain, it's the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. And every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. I did some wild grain baking this weekend, Jesse, and everything turned out awesome. It's so fun to just have fresh bread right out of the oven. Their pastas are gorgeous, and the croissants that you mentioned earlier, very tasty. Wild grain is a blast, and for every new member, wild grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank. So you can eat good and do good all at the same time. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash JJGo to start your subscription, yeah, that's right. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash JJGo. That's wildgrain.com slash JJGo, or you can use promo code JJGo at checkout. Also, this podcast brought to you by BetterHelp. Now, Jordan, we have been working hard to encourage our listeners to get therapy because, look, we're a troubled bunch, but you don't have to be super troubled. Yeah, I mean, to to be human is to be a little bit troubled. And I think that's something that's really great about therapy is that it is really helpful in times of great crisis and change, but it is also helpful just for, you know, the things that are on your mind week to week. I've really, really had a great time seeing my therapist and she's been very helpful during huge you know, world ending personal tragedies and just, you know, the stuff that comes up every week. It's it's great to have somebody, a professional to talk that stuff out with. I feel better. I'm my best self when I'm going to therapy. And I think that if it's something you've been thinking about trying, you definitely should. There's a lot of ways to get therapy. You can ask your doctor for a rec. You can go to a community clinic or you can try BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy. It's easy and quick to access. You don't have to go through a bunch of baloney. It's easy to switch your therapist if you aren't nuts about your therapist. It's easier to see your therapist a million different ways. You can just send text messages back and forth with your therapist if that's what you feel comfortable with. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JJGo today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash JJGo. Let's get back to the show.
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Griffin McElroy, uh, Poofan69. <laughs> Travis McElroy, blood and honey. Justin McElroy, big stroganoff. <laughs> there was stroganoff on the screen earlier. Screen earlier. It's a fun callback. It's a nice mushroom sauce. You know what I think would be nice, guys? If we mm-hmm. went over our earliest internet memories. Wouldn't that be... <laughs> Travis! I was just thinking that that would be a really fun segment. That's a great idea. You know, and it's perfect because we've been doing a segment on the show. Really? Where people email us, jordanjessego at aol.com, a real email address you can actually email. They've been sharing with us their early internet memories. Really? So if... You guys all wanted to go around and share some of your early internet memories. It would be perfect for this segment. So this is interesting because we all grew up in a house together. Surprise, everyone. We're real brothers. And so I might need (laughs) you guys to fill in the gaps of this. But I remember our Uncle Mark, who was much more tech savvy than our dad, and I assume continues to be based on our dad's level of computer competence. But Uncle Mark helped us set up some early internet, and we were able to access role play chat rooms that were like uh for example like a roadside fantasy tavern and like an old west saloon and they were that like full-blown like 8-bit graphics and you would type you're thinking of bbs's like a bbs like that you dial into right with like ascii art and yeah, yeah 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 and i remember there being one that was like a fantasy tavern and everybody like role playing that they were fantasy characters in a fantasy land. And I thought this internet thing really has it going on. Now, Travis, obviously the three of you have become number one New York Times bestsellers with the series of graphic novels based on your role plays on the hit podcast, The Adventure Zone. But I'm wondering, Travis, were these internet role plays sexual in nature? Well, I think I would have been about eight at the time, Jesse. So not let me say this, Jesse, not from my side of it. Right. But I'll leave it there, Jesse, because I can't speak to the intention of everyone else on the Internet at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say how chaste their intentions were. Statistically speaking, I was just happy to hang out with centaurs and whatnot. Some of them were there to list Star Wars characters, certainly. Yes. But some had a more prurient interest. So I wouldn't know about that. I continue to not know about the internet. You've just introduced the idea that the internet could be sexual in nature to me, and I don't know what to think of it, frankly. Seems weird. Justin, you're the oldest of the three of you, so you probably have the clearest memories of this time. Mm. What was going on on the McElroy home computer? Was this a computer in the den, by the way? Uh, it was in the dining room. Dining room, yeah. Actually, yeah. So our dining room had like a computer in the corner. Hey, computers got to eat, baby. Yeah. Let the computer eat. We had a, a period where we would we were all playing EverQuest mm. in yeah. the early internet days. And we would like just stand, just stand behind, like a looming specter, just stand behind the other one, counting them out until we got our turn to travel to Kunark or Lukeland or whatever fantastic, <laughs> fantastic world awaited us. I also, this is good. I love to watch YouTube videos of families having fun at Kunar Kalukwin. <laughs> <laughs> Kunar Kalukwin. EverQuest is the one. I remember <laughs> EverQuest was in the news because baseball celebrity turned horrible insane, later turned it horrible, as far as I know, later. Maybe. Horrible <laughs> later insane Later revealed man. to be. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Schilling, 
who early in his career, I remember he and another baseball player would play EverQuest together. The guy was on a different team. Like they would team up to go on adventures in EverQuest together. And this was big news in the world of baseball. They yeah. gave us a lot of hope that was later dashed for baseball star Kurt Schilling. Well, then he he bled too much in his sock and he got sock sepsis and it made him a real piece of shit. Travis <laughs> yeah. gets it. Yeah, he should have been wearing sanitaries, but Thanks. he was just wearing regular <laughs> socks. Didn't have his sanies on. The first album I pirated once that <laughs> technology became available was Everclear's So Much for the Afterglow. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of hits on that album. A lot of hits. I, I well, yeah. Father of mine, I will buy you a new now, life. You're getting ahead of me a little bit because I downloaded this and it was the first time that it had successfully made it through the, you know, 15 megabytes that albums were then. And it took about an hour and a half and I burned it onto a CD right away. And that shit never left my CD player, even though pretty much every MP3 file on it was corrupted to a degree where the songs would just kind of skip in between each other indiscriminately. I remember one track was like 14 and a half minutes long wow. and you would get like a minute of father of mine. You'd get like two minutes of so much for the afterglow. You'd get like a minute from I will buy you a new life. It was like a DJ who wasn't very good at his job <laughs> was just chopping up this one album by Everclear. And it was the optimal way to listen to so it. So in your mind, middle of the road rock band Everclear was like, as arty as Radiohead, are you like, oh, these guys are really fucking challenging, and you're like, oh yeah. no, never mind, this is just it's a amazing. bad MP3. It's like Plunder Phonics. The uh, <laughs> it syncs up with Wizard of Oz if you start them at the same time. The and first skip between scenes constantly. <laughs> the first kid in our neighborhood, like in our school, who got a 56k baud modem, which is like the fast. That was like the the good stuff back then. He had a little side business where he would download individual pornography images for kids and then print them out and then bring them to school and sell them for a dollar. That's, to that's guy, a deal. That's a bargain. This is the original Mr. Skid. You come yeah. to this kid, you're like, I like Alyssa Milano. He's like, no problem. I I'll got see you, you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Bring 50 cents for the printout. We'll get it going for you. No uh, problem. How much for Halle Berry and Swordfish? Listen, I only got fake Halle Berries right hey, now. Hey, that one's on me. <laughs> That's how Elon Musk got his startup money. Tasteful black and work. white images. My mom won't buy a more color ink. We ask our listeners to send in their earliest internet memories to our email address that is real, jordanjessego at aol.com. And we will read them anonymously. Here is one of them. In the early 90s, I volunteered at the middle school library during study hall. First of all, extremely cool move. Yeah. A lot of people out there who are listening to this are probably a bunch of fucking squares who didn't think to do this in middle school. But those of us who are fucking cool sex heads who right. love to uh, read National Geographic early. Yeah. And hide from bullies yeah. <laughs> who would never think to go in the library. No way. They're too busy at the soda shop. At the library, they were just transitioning to computerized book checkout, and I learned how to work the black and green Apple IIe for library stuff, mostly checking out Encyclopedia Brown books and shit. But as I fucked around, I like that this one has a little bit of a sailor language in yeah, it. Yeah, sure. It's a little salty. It's conversational. This is how real people talk. This is real America. 
did Diablo Cody write this? <laughs> but as I fucked around with the computer, I realized it was possible to create new students at the school, not just at the library. None of these functions were password protected. It was all open. So like any sixth grader, I would create several new students with creative names like IP Freely and Seymour Butts, assign them to homerooms, and then add some grades and test scores. What was a fun <laughs> hidden prank got real, though, when automated notices were sent to those homerooms for these fictional students. <laughs> the computer fraud was then traced back to me, and oh. I was permanently banned from using library computers. You gotta cover that. You gotta, because up until then, it was the- Gotta cover your tracks, man. Perfect crime. You were the swordfish now. One time when I was at a library, school library, middle school, I was trying to print out a section from the Pokemon Gold and Silver walkthrough on GameFacts.com. And I <laughs> didn't click the right prompt when I went to print it out. And so I printed out the whole thing. And it was like 208 pages of the <laughs> paper that's like all attached, uh, all one big sheet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The right. kind with the, with the sprockets. An entire ream of paper you dedicated yeah. to <laughs> and, Pokemon. And, and HPs. The administrator for the library was like, who did this? And I just never said anything, that's which is right a pretty move. good way to get away with crime. Well, Griffin, that's how we know that you were elite hacksaw. Yeah, that's he should, right. He shouldn't have asked anyway. That's entrapment. Yeah. You should, uh -huh. should know better than that. I have a similar story, but with ultimate Mortal Kombat three fatalities yeah. <laughs> and babalities. Justin, thank you for Hold telling. On, this is so important. I have to Griffin. Please go ahead. We got you, fucker. I oh, fucking knew it. Yeah. Oh, no. Go, go, go. This has all been leading up to this. It was the, me. the whole podcast. This is Dateline NBC for printing things yeah. out at the library. <laughs> to catch a printer. <laughs> wow, that's really good, Travis. That's really oh, good. That's really good. <laughs> fucking Travis has had two grand slams this episode. Fantastic, yeah. all you can man. Hope for, man. Is that a sports thing? With bare arms and to catch a printer. You know what? How about this, Jordan? How about. For the next segment, we kick Griffin and Justin out of here and we just finish it up with Travis and we act like that was the purpose was an off the cuff thing because Travis did so well and Justin I and Griffin won. are bad. And not just that Justin and Griffin have shit that they have to do with their families right now that we knew was going to happen. Yes. Wait, 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 guys. I, I don't want to go. Go away, wait, Justin. Wait, no, wait, guys, we'll wait, be guys. back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la. If you have trouble falling asleep, try sleeping with celebrities. Tell me about your view of, of succulents. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan. It's a different kind of sleep podcast. There are some real benefits to parking illegally. Featuring remarkable guests and unremarkable topics. There's two Orlando airports. From the creator of Depression Mode with John Moe, it's Sleeping with Celebrities. Every week on Maximum Fun. Nighty night, sleepyheads. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of 
erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me? It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Travis McElroy, the printer. Travis, do you get like a certificate when you become a number one New York Times bestselling author or a little hat or something? If you're lucky, your dad will buy enough copies of it to get like that framed, which I have. Uh-huh. And I really love because I have one because I don't want to brag, but I do. It was multiple times. So one of them, the cover story of the New York Times that week was basically Japan says we don't need men anymore. And then like that's on one side, and then the other side is like the the top ten list that David Letterman wrote about our book. I assume he's doing it. <laughs> when you said that if you're lucky, your dad buys enough copies, I thought that you were admitting to the fact that your father Clint had just bought so many copies of your books that it had driven your books to the New York Times bestseller list. I haven't investigated that claim, so I can neither confirm nor deny that, Jesse. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I worked for a minute for a publishing company that had been founded by a very rich man who had written a book, had not had it accepted for publication, and did not want to self-publish it. So he just created a publishing company to publish it. And then he heard that Dan Brown gave out a lot of copies of the Da Vinci Code. So he just printed like 25,000 copies of his book and hired me and Casper Hauser to think of creative ways to give it away. And I will still see his book in the thrift store, like to this day, right there alongside the Adventure Zone books. So congratulations on your <laughs> hey, extraordinary thanks, success, Trav. Well, once you read a book once, you don't need it anymore. That's like you already true. know what happens in it. Like why would anyone? Ugh. Hey, there's a new Adventure Zone book out. What? Yeah, I know. These things are great. They're graphic novel adaptations of the podcast adventures. I think if you love the podcast, you're going to love these books. I think if you're not up on the podcast, you will still love these books. They're not like inside jokes. They're standalone. Anybody can read them. If you like funny fantasy adventures with a little bit of saucy language and a lot of jokes and some feels, you're going to love the Adventure Zone. I know I do. Jordan, can I offer our listeners an opportunity here? Yeah. I like to go into the comic book store from time to time. And when I go into the comic book store, almost invariably, one of the Adventure Zone comics is right there on display because these are top sellers. Beautiful, too. Beautiful art by the great Carrie Peach. And they look great on a shelf. And I'll see it there. I'll maybe be there with one of my kids. And I'll try and say loud enough so that the person in the counter can hear, hey, look, there's that book by my friends, the McElroys. Mm. It works great. I usually end up buying a few copies just to make sure that the connection has been firmed up in the clerk's head that I know the best-selling graphic novel authors, the McElroy brothers. 
and Clint McElroy. And it has really raised my prestige in the comic book store Everse to the point where when I come in, people say, oh, there's that annoying guy who's always talking about how he knows the McElroys. Yeah. And I'm going to say, look, if you listen to Jordan Jesse go, that basically makes you friends with the McElroys because Travis has been on the show seven times. Eight now. This is the eight. eight? This is number eight. Wow. Okay, that's too many. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Daniel, Let's, delete this episode. Daniel, go, yeah, delete, delete three, seven, and two. <laughs> <laughs> but my suggestion to you is go into a comic book store where you want to impress the people that work there. Say loudly, oh, there's that new comic by my friends, the McElroy brothers, and then buy five or six of them to yep, reinforce right it. All of a sudden, you're golden with everybody that works at that store. They're going to roll out the red carpet every time you come in to buy Thor. Now, I will say this, Jesse. Every time I've ever gone into a comic book store ever and bought anything ever, they're excited. So I Uh think just like walking into the door and being a physical customer in a local (laughs) comic book shop will make them very excited. This is something we addressed recently on the program, the cultural transformation that has taken place in comic book stores, which once were disappointed to see you cross the threshold. Uh-huh. <laughs> now so excited. Made them visibly upset. They're like, oh, you're buying Archie comics. We fucking love it, man. Yeah, whatever yeah. you need. Anything, <laughs> Come anything on you want. Yes, please. In fact, there's a new Archie comic you can go in and put on top of the stack of your Adventure Zone comics. Uh, this sounds like a field trip to me, Jordan. Yeah, get yourself a uh, listen. They, the dates won't quite line up, but if you're for some reason you're waiting until March 22nd to go pick up your copy of your Adventure Zone at your local comic book store, you can also pick up a copy of Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors from Archie Horror, a anthology comic that I have a story in. Hell yeah, dude, you made it. Yeah, that's that's right. I did. I know Jughead. <laughs> Can I give a quick warning though for for our listeners who yeah. might be thinking about buying this Archie horror comic? Yeah, just know that it's a little bit twisted. A little twisted. Whoa. It's uh, not for the kiddos. Maybe you want to pick up a copy of Betty and Veronica Double Digest to give to mm-hmm. them. That's a little more kid friendly. But uh, don't, if you don't wait, mind. wait, hold on. Tell me more about this. Is that something I can find on the internet? Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can I role play that real quick? Yeah. One has blonde hair, one has dark hair, and they're both crazy about a certain redhead from Riverdale. Okay, that's over my... Now I'm lost. Yeah, it's too much plot. It's a little complicated. Too much plot for me. I know. This is kind of a... It's kind of like the leftovers in that way. It's like, well, is this another universe? What's going on Uh here? It's hard to follow. Uh, But yeah, Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors. It's an Archie Horror adventure. And, you know, I think you'll love it if you don't mind some blood, some guts, and some some twisted turns. And some honey, yes. I'll I'll say this too. Look, if you like story and heart with your laughs... You should listen to the Adventure Zone right here at MaximumFun.org. But given that you're listening to this show, that seems unlikely. So if you just want pure uncut bullshit, My Brother, My Brother and Me is about as good as (laughs) it gets. That's the tagline. A bunch of just a big pile of garbage. Just go for it. That's why you listen to this show. That's why you should listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me. One of the funniest fucking shows out there. Just love it every time. Love that we get to work with these guys. They're really brilliant, talented wonders and real decent fellas hey thanks so go get that mabim bam for yourself go get a schmanners with travis mcelroy how about yeah, that you're, worth you're it. at it 
Our producer, Daniel Zafrin, our producer emeritus, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on social media. Maximumfun.reddit.com is the MaxFun Reddit. We're on Twitter at Jordan Jesse Go, on Instagram at Jordan David Morris at put.this.on. That Max Fun Drive coming up over the hill. Keep an eye out for it. If you're listening all the way through the credits, you're probably the kind of person who should join Maximum Fun in March. And uh, I think that's about it. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.